This is Anchor LA, a daily podcast presenting world headlines, technology news, arts and data, and daily encouragement from the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California. Good day, it's Monday, the 16th of October, 2017. The death toll has risen to 276 people with more than 300 wounded after a truck bombing in Somalia on Sunday. Somalia's government has blamed the Al-Qaeda-linked Al-Shabaab extremist group for the attack it called a national disaster. The explosives-laden truck was chased by police throughout the downtown area of Mogadishu before the bomb went off at a busy intersection during a traffic jam. Overnight, rescue workers with torchlights searched for any survivors trapped under the rubble of the Safari Hotel, which was largely destroyed in the blast. The hotel is close to Somalia's foreign ministry. The blast blew off metal gates and blast walls erected outside the hotel. The bombing has been classified as the deadliest attack in Somalia's history. T-Mobile in the U.S. is bringing an end to one of its more generous perks that gave customers traveling to Canada and Mexico free unlimited LTE service. Starting November 12th, T-Mobile is putting a 5GB data cap on LTE usage when traveling outside the U.S. in North America. You'll still get data after the 5GB limit is hit, but it'll be throttled to about 128KB per second, which makes it only useful for basic maps and email, but little else. The carrier no longer offers the simple choice plan to new subscribers as it switched to exclusively offering its unlimited T-Mobile One plan, but it's important to note that T-Mobile One also does offer unlimited data up to 2G speeds in most other countries. If you intend to power use your smartphone while outside the US, an LTE package might come in handy. In 1939, British author C.S. Lewis started writing and creating a storyline for a book which he wouldn't complete until 1949. But the idea for the storyline came to him many years earlier. In fact, according to C.S. Lewis, it all began with a picture of a fawn carrying an umbrella and parcels in a snowy wood. This picture had been in his mind since he was about 16 years old. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe became the first book written in what was to become one of the most famous literary series for children in history. The Chronicles of Narnia's seven books in all have been in continuous publication since 1956, selling over 100 million copies in 47 languages, with editions even in Braille. Although in the US the books are often sold in publication order, the British edition of the series is sold in chronological story order, which goes from the beginning of the Narnian history to the end. Set in the fictional realm of Narnia, a fantasy world of magic, mythical beasts, and talking animals, the Chronicles of Narnia narrates the adventures of various children who play central roles in the unfolding history of that world. Except in one of the books, The Horse and His Boy, the main characters are all children from Earth who are magically transported to Narnia, where they are called upon by the lion Aslan to protect Narnia from evil and restore the throne to its rightful line. 
The first book in the chronological history is The Magician's Nephew, which relates the story of the creation of Narnia. And the last book, The Last Battle, relates the demise of Narnia and the culmination of events leading up to it. Five other books are in between these two. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, The Horse and His Boy, Prince Caspian, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, and The Silver Chair, originally entitled Night Under Narnia. Several of the stories have been adapted for radio and film a few times, but no film productions have as of yet produced all seven stories into one series. Inspiration for the series was taken from multiple sources. In addition to adapting numerous traditional Christian themes, Lewis freely borrowed characters and ideas from Greek and Roman mythology as well as from traditional British and Irish fairy tales. Although a convert to Christianity and an author of several Christian theological books, C.S. Lewis did not initially plan to incorporate Christian theological concepts into his Narnia stories. In fact, he maintained that the Narnia books were not allegorical per se, preferring to define their Christian aspects as a supposition. Either way, the Chronicles of Narnia have consequently a large Christian following for their parallels to the Christian life and walk. However, some Christians believe that the Chronicles' references to pagan characters and the like are not simply references and storyline content, but in fact promote paganism and occultism. Regardless of viewpoint, the Chronicles of Narnia stories have been a source of enjoyment for numerous children and adults alike, and a source of encouragement for many Christians all over the world as they read the parallels and truths woven into the storylines. The Protestant Reformation was ignited 500 years ago this month by Martin Luther when he posted his 95 Theses on a church door in Wittenberg, Germany. One of the foundational views to come out of the Reformation was the Five Solas, Latin for alone, standing for five key biblical points. Sola Scriptura, Scripture alone. Sola Fides, Faith alone. Sola Gratia, Grace alone. Solus Christus, Christ alone, and Soli Deo Gloria, Glory to God alone. We've discussed the vital importance of Scripture alone and faith alone, and today we're focusing on grace alone, Sola Gratia. Ephesians 2 is one of the key scriptures for this understanding of grace. Paul writes, For by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. God saves by grace alone, contrary to legalistic teachings trying to convince that there is some sort of dual task that has to come together to enable salvation, grace is the sole factor in the salvation of believers. There is nothing else. It's not of ourselves. 
We are assured of that when we see what God's grace provides, which we simply cannot provide for ourselves. Grace alone provides peace. We are no longer at war with God in our sins. We're not at odds with Him anymore. And that is true peace. Grace alone also provides security. Grace comes from God, and He is completely trustworthy. He is security. Security such that we never need fear of His salvation's retraction or its insufficiency. It is perfect grace. Grace alone also provides hope. We have an amazing hope in the knowledge that, despite temporary trials and hard times, we will spend our eternity with God because of this grace that He has given us. And grace alone provides reconciliation. Reconciliation from the penalty for our sins. We are born in sin. We are completely and totally worthy of nothing more than utter punishment forever for our sins against the perfect God. And yet, we have been reconciled with Him. He has paid the debt and forgiven us for our utter disloyalty and traitorism towards Him. Instead of destroying us instantly, He instead took on our sin. He died for them. Loving us, He conquered death by rising from the dead, and He put His righteousness on us as a covering for our shameful ways. And the proof is in the cross. There was nothing that we did. There is nothing that we can do. In fact, it's a grave error to think that there is anything that we can do in order to obtain the salvation. There is no amount of charity or good deeds or service, penitence, indulgences, nothing that can be done on our part to save us. Trust in Christ alone. His grace alone saves us. And Martin Luther discovered that along with the other solas when studying God's word, and his actions helped change the world. What grace is mine, that he who dwells in endless light, called through the night to find my distant soul, and from scars poured mercy that would plead for me that I might live and in his name be known Thanks for listening to Anchor LA on Twitter at Anchor LA Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor LA, where you can find links and information to various topics we cover on the show. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app with input or suggestions. We'd always love to hear from you. Until next time from Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor LA.